Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Fastline on 101 ESPN with Dan McLaughlin filling in for Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, joins us right now. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, I'm doing well. How are you guys today? Very good. I know the Blues have got a big event coming up, season ticket open house on May 3rd. So I know you're, you're fired up about that. And people, if they, they want to check it out, can go to the Blues website, uh, head to the season ticket open house link there, and check out the festivities. But again, this is event, uh, Curbs, I know you're looking forward to. You know, it's, it's, it's a great time every single year for people that want season tickets to come down, sit in a seat, Check it out. Uh, kind of get the, the behind-the-scenes look at, at everything that's going on so you, you get a feel for it, and then you have time to make your decision over the summer. And, you know, I, I think I think there's a great acceptance by Blues fans of where this organization is. I think they showed their competitive spirit as the, the season went into the final month, and, and I think there's plenty of excitement to see here. Is, you know, we could see Jordan Cairo in, in you know, 70 points again and, and, and Pavel Butchnevich and, and kind of – Guys putting consecutive point seasons together that we haven't seen since Pavel Dimitra, and in some cases before that, uh, going back to the early 80s. So I think there's going to be plenty of great stuff to see, but you're right. Uh, next Wednesday, an open house for see if uh, fans to come down, check out seats, uh, Experience Enterprise Center, and, uh, and, and become part of our season ticket family. Curbs, you're seeing a lot of former Blues still in the playoffs. Do you ever go back to the, the season after – the cup and the COVID year and think, man, what might've been if those guys could have stayed together and we didn't get hit by a global pandemic. Yeah. I said that all the time. Like I, I don't really think, and I don't, I don't think I know it, the blues didn't really get a chance to defend their Stanley cup. Like other, you know, other teams have had now I'm not stupid enough to not to look a gift horse in the mouth. Right. Okay. I'll still take the one cup championship and, and, and deal with whatever comes after that. But they were in first place when the season was paused. Teams like Colorado and other teams were beat up. I think the Blues had such a great chance to come out of the Western Conference again. You know, even with the unfortunate situation that happened with Joe Bill, Bo, Jay Bowmeister. Uh, and, and in the end, I, I think just going into the bubble, other teams getting healthy, teams that shouldn't have been in the playoffs, playing in the bubble, all that kind of stuff. And, and it was a totally different tournament. It was not the kind of... NHL hockey we're seeing now at the end of the season where it's really a, a true war of attrition. It, it was pretty simply just a, a hockey tournament, and, and, it, and it went differently for the Blues. But, yeah, I know I, I look around and you see that you still have these a terrific core group of guys that are, are playing and impacting other teams, and um, you really do sometimes wonder if they had a chance to defend 
you know, that championship, what would they have done? And, and you know what? One of the things that actually leads you to think that, too, is go back to last year, you know, and if the, the, the I know it's a game of what ifs here, but Jordan Bennington doesn't get hurt. I really believe that series with Colorado in the second round is going to game seven. And, and who knows what would have happened. So, yeah, without COVID and the core that Doug Armstrong had, maybe there was a chance at two or three Stanley Cup finals or maybe another championship. But I guess, I guess we're all just left to speculate now. Curbs, the NHL playoffs are going on right now, and there's been plenty of attention paid, unfortunately, to the referees. How bad have the officials been in this NHL postseason? Uh, I don't think they've been very good. and But... You know, I, I, I'm not surprised by this. Uh, I, I think, I think calling the game the way it needs to be called, and the way they crack down on the rules makes it really hard. I, I got to think it's one of the toughest sports to officiate of all, because of the speed, the size, things going in. I, I, I have never been able to get a great answer from anybody with the league how it is that a back referee sees something more clearly a zone and a half away than the guy standing right in front of it, and. Um, I've talked to plenty of referees that would love to see like them travel around in groups so they kind of get to know each other better, that kind of stuff in terms of how games are called, and, and the league refuses to, to do that. Um, and, and frankly, I, I, think, I think, Anthony, that one of the biggest issues that they've had is you notice that a lot of the younger reps are coming in and, and don't have a real good feel for the game. And the ironic part of this is I know, I mean, I know Tim Peel got got let go for the hot mic, um, you know, kind of talking about how to manage the game, and I'm going to take somebody from Detroit in that situation. But that's what goes on every single game, you know, and and that's that's managing the game, and 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 there are certain ways to 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 you know to to keep intensity in there, and um, I think in the end they they've let so much ambiguity climb in. I mean, some of the some of the slashes that you see in the regular season, and then you you see two handed wax that go uncalled in the playoffs. It's it's a bit of a mess. I don't know that it's drastically impacting these games in, in ways that I'd say it's a major topic, but at the same time, uh, if the league thinks that this is not a topic at all, then then they're kind of mistaken. It, it is an issue that still, and, and from a training standpoint, I think still needs to be addressed. What area do you think the Blues need to address, number one, for next year? So in terms of maybe spending some money free agency-wise, trade, whatever, and then depth-wise in the organization with three number ones uh, coming up in the draft, that area just generally speaking with their with the organization? Well, I don't think they ever filled the top six role left by David Perron. And I don't see that that role is in the pipeline at the moment. So to me... To me, I think there's there's clearly a role for a a, a top six winger. Uh, that's 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 number one. I'm assuming that they're going to continue to try Pavel Butchnevich at center. If they do that, that opens up another hole on the wing, but it also creates a real unique problem because they will not be good enough on the faceoff dot as they go through that process, and Pavel continues to learn. Robert Thomas was a good you had a solid year, but with the centers that we were left at the end of the year, none of them were over 50%. That, that, so that's a big issue there. Uh, and, then, and then to me, you know, they, they're going to have to fix something on the defensive side of things. Uh, whether I don't know whether it's systems. I don't know whether it's personnel. I do know this. I, I, I can't see Doug Armstrong coming back with the same team that he finished with. Uh, that's just not his M.O. So 
I'm curious to see if there are defensive, if there's any kind of defensive shuffling going around um, when, when it comes to this team. I'll tell you the one area though that I'm not at all worried about, and that's goaltending. I'm, I'm, this, this team is in some really good shape with their goaltending, and that that bodes well for any kind of quick turnaround. Curbs, is that their strength right now? Is that the one thing you think that no matter what happens this off season, the goaltending will be the strength next year? Yeah, I, I, I believe that uh, they've got the goaltending that's that's going to keep them in games. And look, they were keeping in games. You might have had to win some six to five, but you were still in the games. And um, that's not to say that there weren't moments and there weren't stretches where Jordan Bennington could have been better. Um, I, I think Hofer is clearly going to be an upgrade uh, over the long haul over Thomas Grice. But uh, I, I think really how this team defended as a whole, not just the defenseman, but the forwards, a major player in that coming back really impacted things. I, I thought Jordan Bennington had a pretty doggone good year, all things considered. And yeah, so that, to me, going in, I think the goaltending position is a position of strength next year, uh, assuming it's those two guys. Boston is uh, obviously in the regular season a juggernaut, but do you see them finishing it all off and finishing off Florida first, but then going all the way? Yeah, you know what? In the West, you could flip a coin, it seems, almost, and who could come out of the West? Who knows? Boston still, to me, is the cream of the crop in the East. Now, Allmark gave up that bad turnover that led to Matthew Kachuk's game-winning goal, and that's keeping Florida alive. So you start to chew on your nails a little bit, don't you? When, I like when, that Kachuk kid, seven. by the way. I like that Kachuk <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He, yeah. He's a decent hockey player, you know, I hope. The Blues out of trade for him or something. Yeah, you know, they, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's got a yeah. brother, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, I do think, though, that, uh, you know, yeah, Boston even is still a heavy favorite. And, I mean, Marchand could have won it with a breakaway at the buzzer last night, too. So, um, looking at what we're seeing from Tampa, I've still not sold on the goaltending in Toronto. Uh, and, and to me, those are other two teams in the East. Uh, Carolina with the injury you know, that happened is, is, is a big issue there. So to me, Boston is the cream of the crop in the East uh, and we'll see if they can pull it off. Curbs, we appreciate you coming on today, talking a little hockey with us and uh, sharing the information that, again, don't forget, May 3rd, season ticket open house at Enterprise Center. You can uh, join everybody at Enterprise Center, the open house on Wednesday, May 3rd from 5 to 8, and they've got the information at the Blues uh, website as well. But, Curbs, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, fellas, have an awesome week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. You do the same. Thanks.